0: What's up, Earth Citizens? Welcome to Uncommon Grounds, a production of the Quinnipiac University podcast studio. I'm David DeRoche. I'm the producer of the show. I'm also director of community programming at the university. Uncommon Grounds is hosted by Chris Rao. She's the dean of the School of Communications at Quinnipiac. This is a podcast about students from our School of Communications. In this episode of Uncommon Grounds, host Chris Roush interviews Lee Cologne. She's a journalism student from the Bronx. She was recently awarded a prestigious Hearst Fellowship, and this allows her to work at Hearst newspaper newsrooms for the next two years after graduation. And she'll start with the Hearst Connecticut newspapers. So thanks for tuning in to Uncommon Grounds, the Quinnipiac University podcast.
1: Hello, and welcome to Uncommon Grounds. This is a podcast about students at the Quinnipiac University School of Communications. My name is Chris Rausch. I'm the Dean of the School of Communications. And with us today is Lee Colon. She is a senior in the school. Lee, welcome to the podcast.
2: Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure.
1: Uh, so give us a little background about yourself. Where are you from? Where did you grow up? And how did you get to Quinnipiac?
2: Sure. So I'm from New York. And I live in the Bronx. You'll probably pick up on my accent here and there. It's kind of strong. And I grew up here my whole life in a neighborhood between Castle Hill and Zaria Avenue. And it's a quiet little place. It's been a fun place to grow up and I've learned a lot. And I got to Quinnipiac because my dad wanted me to branch out and try something different. So I took a risk and I went to Quinnipiac and ended up loving it.
1: So, did you know uh, when you were started applying for college that you wanted to major in journalism, or how did that come about?
2: Um, Initially, I was struggling because I had two loves in my life, one for literature and the other for the news. So, when I got to college, I immediately enrolled in the School of Communications. But I still had this pit in my stomach telling me that I wanted to keep reading and analyzing literature at a higher level. So I also uh, enrolled in the College of Arts and Sciences. And I pursued an English degree and a journalism degree. And it was the best thing I did.
1: <laughs> OK. And when you got to Quinnipiac, did you get involved in student media at all?
2: So it it was an interesting ride. Um, throughout my years at Quinnipiac, uh, because I'm someone who's who tries to be very independent and self-reliant. I was working three jobs most of the time while I was in school. Wow. So I didn't have a lot of time, but I did manage to squeeze it in for about a year during my sophomore year. What did you do? Uh, I did, I wrote for the Chronicle.
1: Okay, what kind of stories?
2: So I did some opinion stories and some news stories, um, but decided that I wanted to do other things while I was there and also work took up a lot of my time, so it was difficult to manage things uh, throughout the school year, but somehow we did.
1: <laughs> so I know you work over at the School of Medicine. What else have you done uh, in terms of a job at Quinnipiac?
2: Oof, I have bounced all over. Um, for a short time, I was working at Gaussian and Exponential Consulting as a marketing and publishing intern. I also worked here in New York in Harlem for La. Um, Futuro Media and I worked for Latino USA and Latino Rebels producing their podcasts in the thick and also writing for their online publications I have worked at a wing spot which was fun um I was also a political affairs intern for the Borgen Project for a short time so I just was trying all kinds of different things to see what I liked
1: (laughs) okay you sound like me in college I spent my uh college years working for a honey-baked ham store glazing hams over christmas breaks and easter breaks and stuff like that
2: hey you do what you have to right
1: <laughs> you do what you have to do to make money i worked at a uh, farmer john's smorgasbord when i was in college frying chicken
2: wow that sure. sounds really good and you know working at no the-
1: it does not it does not sound good at all <laughs>
2: I um I gained weight the first week I worked there, and I was like, "That's it. We have to go back on our diet." It was so <laughs> so tempting.
1: So, why journalism? What what, what excites you about journalism and in writing?
2: So, I'm not someone who can particularly sit still at a desk without going crazy, and journalism allows me to explore and learn, and I feel like as a journalist, you're constantly learning because you have to keep up with with what's going on and reporting on it. But beyond that, I think what drew me to journalism is being able to connect with people and to satisfy their craving for information the same way that I have it. Um, and just being able to connect them to higher institutions like government institutions and things that they wouldn't normally know that could potentially help them and just keep them informed about what's going on in the world because I think that oftentimes we live in this immediate bubble around us, and we forget about what's happening. Um, and, but it's so important to know what other people are going through and what's happening.
1: You know, what I like about journalism is you walk in every day and you're learning something new. You know, you you never get bored when you're a journalist.
2: Yes, it's, it's very exciting.
1: So you've also been working for HQ Press. For the listeners who don't know what HQ Press is, explain what that is and what you've been doing for them.
2: So, HQ Press is essentially your capstone if you're a journalist. And what you do is, well, what they do, what your professors do is they set up a live newsroom, so to speak. And you come in every week as if it were your class time, and you operate as a newsroom would. You you delegate stories, you work on social media, and you're constantly reporting on what's going around around Quinnipiac and London. And personally, I think that was my best experience at Quinnipiac. I had professors Kevin Comby, who's now retired, uh, and Molly Yannity, and oh, I loved it. They just they made you feel like you were under pressure for a deadline, and they just they pushed you to work as if you were in the real world and you could feel that. It was so nice because if you made a mistake, they would let you know that because that's what's going to happen. But at the same time, they would tell you, all right, now this is how you fix it. And they would push us to think through all of the scenarios that we're reporting on um, because how you report something affects how it's perceived by others and you have to be aware of that. And it was just, it was so fun, just constantly being close. It was kind of nice.
1: I mean, you've got two former journalists teaching that, so.
2: Yeah, and they're great. I miss Kevin Conby. I wish he didn't retire. Yeah. <laughs> Molly's awesome.
1: You know, Kevin was the only person I knew at Quinnipiac when when I was asked to apply for the dean's job.
2: Really? Yeah. <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> yeah. So the reason we're talking to you today is is that you recently got some really exciting news uh, that you have been accepted into the Hearst Fellowship Program. Uh, For those of you who don't know, the Hearst Fellowship Program is a very prestigious uh, program for uh, college journalism students. Uh, It gives uh, the graduating student uh, two years uh, in Hearst newsrooms, and you rotate. So you spend one year... Uh, in one Hearst newsroom and then you go spend uh, the next year in another Hearst newsroom and it really has propelled a lot of journalists uh, into great careers. So Shayla, or Lee, as she is better known, is a recipient of the Hearst Fellowship uh, program. Uh, how did you find out about the program?
2: So initially, I was sitting with Margarita Diaz, one of our chairs, and I was talking to her about my plans for after graduation and places where I was applying, and she just suggested it to me, and I was like, I don't know why I didn't think of that. So it actually came from her.
1: Excellent for Margarita to do that then. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And uh, you had to go through an interview process, correct? Mm
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And what was it like uh, when you found out?
2: So many mixed emotions. Uh, I am the type of person who prefers to expect the worst, so I don't get my hopes up. So every day, I would tell myself not to think about it, uh, and that I wasn't going to get it. So when I got the call from one of the editors who interviewed me, I was blown away, and he asked me if I wanted the job, and I was very quiet for a moment. And he said, "Are you still there?" And I was like, "Yes, yes. Oh, and yes to the job. I will take it. I will absolutely do it." Um, so it was—it was very fun. I was—I was trying not to expect it, but when I got the news, I could not help but be completely giddy.
1: <laughs> Excellent. So you're going to do your first year for Hearst Connecticut Papers, correct? Yes. Do, do you know where you're going to be based, or are you just going to be all over?
2: So, I they gave me my placement in Connecticut, but they still have to give me my assignment of which newsroom I'll be in.
1: Okay, excellent. And when do we? When will you start?
2: I begin in August.
1: Okay, and I mean, what are you looking forward to about about this?
2: What I what most intrigued me about the fellowship is that. They treat you as a real journalist and you are ex- you have all the same expectations as any other reporter, but you're also given this support system with a mentor and a coach who will help you if you're stuck or if you have any issues with your writing. So that's super helpful, but... I'm just really excited to work in a newsroom with other journalists and see how they operate on a regular basis and how they answer the questions that we're constantly talking about.
1: Not to get too far ahead, but have you have you even looked at uh, where their other newspapers are for your second year of the fellowship? Yes. I mean, they've got papers, Houston, San Francisco. They've got some papers in some pretty big cities.
2: Mm-hmm. Houston, San Francisco, Michigan.
1: San Antonio.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. So I I was nervous. They did ask me my preference, and I I said Albany or Connecticut just so I could be close to home because I have a 93-year-old grandmother who um, I've been taking care of for a while, so I want to be nearby-ish just in case. But I also told them that I was up for an adventure, so if they sent me to San Antonio, San Francisco, or Michigan, I'd be okay with that because it would be reporting in a very different part of the U.S., Um, So I'm sure that would come with some adjustments, but fun adjustments where I would learn from them.
1: Yeah. I've known other journalists who have done this program and they just uh, they can't speak highly enough about the experience and about going to a new place and and learning a new culture, but also learning from the journalists in the newsroom. So I'm, I'm really excited for you. This is this is incredible.
2: Thank you, thank you. It was a tough process, but very rewarding at the end.
1: Do you have a particular type of story or, or beat that that you're interested in doing?
2: Oh, I'm all, I've always, always been drawn to human interest stories and features about uh, just like little thing, little amazing things that people do every day. But I'm not opposed to breaking news. Not gonna lie, I'm not the biggest fan of writing about politics, but I'll do it. Um,
1: <laughs>
2: do it. But yeah, I've always, always been drawn to features about people and what they're doing in their communities. So I want to branch out, and I wanna, I wanna do crime, and I wanna do politics, and everything else that I have been nervous about touching.
1: You sure you want to do crime?
2: I think I can do it. Honestly. Okay. Okay. I, think I can do. It. <laughs>
1: So my first job in journalism was in Pasco County, Florida. It's north of Saint Petersburg, north of Clearwater, and I worked a Sunday through Thursday shift covering cops and courts. And the first Sunday I worked, I saw three dead bodies. Oh. <laughs> so, so good luck. <laughs>
2: I not think that enough of the Law and Order episodes that I've seen in Criminal Minds will prepare me, but for some reason, I just don't think that'll do it. <laughs>
1: yeah, I I knew after six months that I did not want to be a cops reporter. So, <laughs> good luck. <laughs> you know, some people, though, they love it. I mean, uh, I've got somebody that I went to college with who's been a cops reporter now for 30 years.
2: It, it will definitely, I feel, pull up the strings of my heart so i yeah. don't know if i can do it but i i can give it a shot
1: yeah so tell me lee uh five years ten years from now what's what's your career goal what do you want to be doing have you thought about that
2: oh oh yeah if you ask any of my previous advisors especially margarita i have always been someone with two year five year ten year 15 and 20 year plans Um, But college changed that, and I had to start throwing things out the window and just roll with the punches. But now that I'm graduating college, I've gotten through phase one, which was the five-year plan. Um, So now looking at my tenure and next five-year plan, I would definitely like to grow in journalism. Um, I'd like to report in different cities, so I'd like to bounce around a little bit. But ultimately, I've always wanted to end up at the New York Times. I love what they do it's so neat but beyond that as a reporter i kind of want to expand journalism and i want to make it a little more creative um so a lot of newsrooms have already began to experiment with things like augmented reality and virtual reality i think i'd like to play with that a little more if i was had the chance to
1: okay when you're ready to apply for the times let me know i have uh, three former students who work at the times
2: Thank you. That is amazing. <laughs>
1: I can I can make that introduction for you.
2: Oh, thank you so much.
1: Sure, no problem. So I have to ask, since you live in the Bronx, favorite Yankee?
2: <sighs> if we're going way back in time, it may probably be Ruth. But if not, I'm definitely a Jeter kind of girl. Love him. Okay. Love him. Okay.
1: <laughs> Why? Why Derek Jeter?
2: Well, I was more of a basketball fan growing up. But every time I went to a Yankees game and when I watched him come up on the stoop or at the plate, I was just very, I don't know why, just very excited. And a lot of people liked A-Rod, but I just was not a fan. Derek Jeter is just like, God, he can make a play. He can make a play. <laughs> he really can. All
1: right. Since you mentioned it, favorite basketball player?
2: Oh, boy. Allen Iverson. And okay.
1: All right why
2: i love his backstory um he came up in a very um tough under tough circumstances but he made the best of it and yes he did have an attitude problem but you know what i like that (laughs) it gave (laughs) him gave him it made him very different and it made him a tough player he his handle his like his dribbling skills are just out of this world loved watching him play Okay.
1: Lee, how, how have you adjusted to the fact that we've had to have classes online for the last six weeks?
2: So I was kind of used to it because the majority of my master's program was done through online classes, but I, I won't lie, I'm not like a huge fan of them because I love being in the classroom with my professors and my fellow students, just being able to bounce off each other with ideas, and it's a little different in the online environment because you have you, people might talk over each other and you might miss things. But it hasn't been bad at all. I feel like I'm still learning. For example, right now, in my covering elections class, that is something I would. That is sort of operated like HQ Press, where you're in a newsroom and you have to report to each other uh, regularly. But we've been operating off of Slack now, and I feel it's just as effective because Amy Walker is telling us that we have to meet our deadlines and we have to pitch in and all of that so it hasn't been all that bad it's very different but not terrible
1: okay good good to hear (laughs) all right lee i really appreciate you joining us this morning uh it's been very nice to to meet you and talk to you and i wish you nothing but the greatest of
0: successes at hearst
2: thank you i appreciate it
0: you just heard Chris Roush interview journalism student Lee Colon, who's going to be covering news for Hearst, Connecticut, newspapers after she graduates. So look out for her byline. Uncommon Grounds is a podcast hosted by Chris Roush, Dean of the School of Communications at Quinnipiac University. The show is produced by me, David Roche, and I also did the music. To learn more about our podcasts, visit qu.edu slash podcast. You can subscribe to all our podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and other apps. Definitely check us out on Twitter and Instagram at QUPodcasts. Do you have a story to share, something you want to talk about? You can find us on social media or shoot an email to qupodcasts at qu.edu. On the next episode of Uncommon Grounds, Chris interviews journalism major and TV reporter Jonathan Banks. Until then, stay inside, wash your hands, and thanks for listening.